Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here super excited another tuesday be coming through your speakers through your earbuds wherever you listen to the bar we're grateful that you're listening and i love to start every show off by just thanking the listeners appreciate you guys tuning in to the bar your favorite podcast man this has been a really fun ride man we're looking at four years going into five and just just always so much support and i really appreciate you guys hanging in there with me and like i do every tuesday i bring in awesome guests uh this awesome guest i actually been kind of following for a little while um he was in uh the now popular uh um, American Gospel uh, documentary, and uh, it's on Netflix and all that. Everybody know I'm a really big, uh, good friends with Brandon, but I have on today uh, one of the stars, uh, like Ty White. American Gospel is about him. Uh, we have that movie on, was about me, pretty much. Yeah, it was about you, man. So we have on my brother Stephen. How you doing today? Doing good, Dwayne. Really glad to be on your show. Really, really appreciate the invitation. Awesome, man. Well, listen, let's start the show off, man. Kick it off. Tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, whatever you want to share, personal, professional. We'll go into that right now. Okay. I'm a nut job. I'm an absolute nut job. I'm a, I'm a kook. I'm an OCD artist. I'm a hyper-realist or photorealist painter. That's what I actually do for a living. And over the past six, eight years or so, I've really gotten into theology and trying to figure out what I believe. And I'm in my... Uh, what do you call it when you're 56? Is that your is that your mid 50s or is that your late 50s? I don't know what you call that. <laughs> I think it might be mid to late 50s. Mid to late. Hard to just say I'm 56. There you go. So I've been a Christian my whole life. Grew up in a kind of mainstream evangelical environment, and then uh, over the last decade, just saw a lot of things start to, I would say, fall apart. But I think they were falling apart all along. I just wasn't willing to notice it, and right. so I really took an interest in. Um, 
uh, and the, the general category would be theology, but at first, uh, the general category was end times, the, 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 the Antichrist is right around the corner, maybe. I, we got to figure out, you know, how many earthquakes have, have there been last month compared to the month before? Because there's a lot of frenzy when your eyes kind of get open to a lot of the apostasy in the church. But that, for me, led to a much more of an interest in church history and the history of theology and trying to understand the different theological frameworks, especially coming from the uh, Protestant Reformation. Right. And, and after studying that, coming to the realization that most evangelicals, myself included, have no idea what their faith really is all about. They don't know what it means to be a Lutheran. They don't know what it means to be a Calvinist. They don't know what it means to be Arminian. They don't know what it means to be anything. And, and, and I, I'm painting with a broad brush, obviously, and there's, there's a lot of people in a lot of different places. But in general, the American evangelical industrial complex is, is built upon a, a bunch of assumptions that are just that. They're just assumptions. You know, as, as, as long as you're going to church and as long as you're, I don't know, feeling stump, something in your heart. I was a praise band guy. Um, I was actually the guy on stage playing guitar or playing the bass or playing the drums. I, I love music. Nice. And I kind of along the way realized that really what I was doing was putting people into a semi-hypnotic state so that they would be more susceptible to whatever the pastor was about to say. Wow. Yeah. And, and um, I did it with the semi-good intentions, you know, I, yeah. I thought I was contributing, but I also liked the attention that I got because being on stage playing a cool instrument, a guitar is the coolest. Bass is not quite as cool. The drums are not really... It's hey, 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 the hey, hey. Glass barrier is. If, you've, if you can't... Wait a minute. You you talk, you're talking to a drummer first. Hey, really? Yeah, oh. you talk to a drummer, and I like the bass, and I think whatever I touch, you look pretty cool doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but this whole thing about, about church being a place where you go to basically watch a performance. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I was doing that. I... I didn't want to admit it at the time, and even now it's painful to admit that, but there was a lot of showmanship, a lot of stagecraft. Oh, yeah. The best pastors are the ones who put on the best show, you know? Yep. And it's, on one hand, I, I love the fact that there's a lot of young people getting involved in church because they use their music skills, they might use their drama skills, and I'm glad they're doing that instead of not going to church at all. But I, I guess I'm, I'm at, a, at the point now where I realize that uh, I I just don't go for that anymore, and I'm 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 one of the old fogies that I used to be against. <laughs> and everybody thinks, you know, oh yeah, he's he's just one of these old fogies. And I'm like, you don't understand. This stuff's been going on for th three or four decades. I came out of the oh, Jesus yeah, movement sure. in the '70s when we were going to change everything. We were going right. to be the new fresh church. So I've kind of gone all the way around the block. I did enough study of church history and theology to come to this place where I'm like, hey, everybody, been there, done that. I like going to church where we sing hymns out of a hymnal. I like going to church that has a liturgical format. I like going to a church where the pastor isn't going to be bragging about himself and his vacation <laughs> and what he thinks God just told him that morning. Right. You know, hey, I had a sermon all prepared, but God just let it led my heart to this whole new idea. I think he wants me to, he put it on my heart today to tell you this new pile of blah, blah, blah. Right, right. That, right. I don't know, that wasn't a very good introduction. But anyway, so I have, a, I have a website, I have a YouTube channel called The Messed Up Church. 
Nice. Good deal. And my own goal, actually, and this is this is really, I think, important for me to say, and I actually try and, in fact, this is what I just lost. I've been working on some videos, as I always am, and I'm having problems with my computer, and right now, iMovie has just dramatically removed things, or they, I can't mm. find them. But I want to make a better intro video for my channel, because really what I'm trying to do is when somebody types in uh, false teachers in the church, or... Todd White, false teacher, or New Apostolic Reformation. I want them to find my materials instead of somebody right. else's. Because right. there's a lot of really confusing content out there. And a lot of people are just using the search engine of either Google or YouTube to get answers. And so my goal is not necessarily to change Todd White or to change Bill Johnson, or to even change those people who are diehard followers of those types of leaders. But for the people who are kind of confused right now, I'm trying to give them content that will help them peel away the various layers. Right. No, that, I mean, that is, first, that was a great introduction, by okay, the way. <laughs> because what, what my, my podcast secret, those that know and follow me know that I consult people on podcasting. So one of my podcast secrets is uh, if a person gives you a really good introduction like Steven just did, it gives you so many rabbit trails you can you can go I down. Know. Like, yeah, like, this is I, a four-hour podcast, right? That's what we're going to No, it's about 30 minutes. <laughs> we're, we're getting close to being finished already. This is my intro. Exactly, exactly. But no, um, you, you, you touched on so many great things, man. First, I want to, um, well, I have to say this because being that you are a Lutheran, uh, Orthodox Lutheran, Bible believer, not a crazy Lutheran. Right. Um, you, you, you are the third Lutheran on my show, you know, I, I, and I've had, uh, Chris, um, uh, Roseboro. And then I had, uh, I forgot his name, but he was a really solid Lutheran. So you, you're changing my view of Lutheran, man. You're, 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 you're in sure. good company on my show. But, uh, but I de definitely wanted to start out with that. Um, but man, so what I really enjoy, uh, just about your, your, your YouTube is your approach. Um, you know, you, you, you're, t you're tackling, you know, really heavy stuff. People, you know, that may listen to stuff, it, it causes them to fall into heresy, but you bring your, like a personality to it. And I appreciate that. Like, you know, especially with the Ty White one, you know, with the, the cut scenes. Um, so what, what brought that apart? I mean, I know you're an artist, obviously a musician. Uh, what, what brings that side of your, your video editing? Uh, that's a great question because, um, I'm, I'm this pretty serious realist painter, <laughs> right? Which is, which is, there's no humor involved at sure. all. I, I try to create works of art that, if if anything, they might have just a little touch of irony in some of them, but it's very subtle and it's non-message oriented. My my visual art is not about trying to sneak in a message per se. The message is actually subliminal in the sense that my paintings are about God's beauty. Mm. But I'm not putting Bible verses at the bottom. I'm not sneaking in <laughs> subliminal messages or anything. But when I'm doing a video now, I really love the format. And I, and I love thinking about how we can take a type of uh, media and we can use it in, in a way that we can't use other medias. So even a, even a podcast, and I've tried podcasting, and I may go back to it. Um, I, I like the fact that it's all audio, and all you have is this narrow field of words and sounds. But when you add visual to that, man, it's just wide open. 
It is. And, and I just started really getting serious about videos in the last, uh, I think it's been about a year now. And uh, all I know how to use is iMovie because it was free. So <laughs> I just had to replace my computer and now it's not working. But in any event, I, I learned enough of how to use the editing software to do the things that I had in my head all along. In fact, when I first mm-hmm. met Chris Roseborough, I think it was about five years ago, one of the first things I told him was, man, you got to use YouTube more. Mm-hmm. Your podcasts are great. I listened to a million of them. It really, really helped me. But there's so many people that don't even want to know what you have to say unless you're on YouTube. Exactly. So that's exactly what Chris has been doing. And that's what I've been doing. And I'm, I'm guessing now that about a year from now, YouTube's going to shut us all down because they're realizing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, just like my computer is not working yeah. right now. I'm, but anyway, the, the, the format allows me to, to try to grab people in a way that other people aren't grabbing them. So, right. for instance, I think I share a lot of the same audience that Chris Roseboro has, mm-hmm. uh, a, lot, a lot of the same audience that uh, Wretched Radio has or that Justin Peters has. So right. I'm specifically trying to make videos that look and feel different than those guys gotcha. because I don't want to duplicate what's already being done, yeah. even though no, we're doing great. very similar things. I'm just trying to do it with a a different snarkiness to it, a different little bit of humor to it. The other thing I'm really concerned about is that I want everything I do to have a clarity to it Mm -hmm. that is not confusing people at all because I know people are confused. And I know that um, if you throw a lot of deep theological terms at people right off the bat, that doesn't help. Mm -mm. So I'm trying to, again, peel away layers. There's, there's a lot of layers. Like if I said to everybody right off the bat, here's why Todd White is teaching wrong. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I believe as a confessional Lutheran. And I'm going to go back to the <laughs> book of Concord from the year 1580. I'm going to, I'm going to just give people way too much information all at once. And frankly, right. I'm going to lose people. And I would rather have them retain their faith and go to somebody like a, a John MacArthur or go to somebody like R.C. Sproul or, or any number of good Orthodox Bible-believing Christians because they're comfortable with those people and it, it helps them retain their faith. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not pushing my own personal denominational viewpoint so strongly that it, it makes it hard for people to enter into the conversation per se. Right. In fact, um, the White Horse Inn has been a huge model for me. In fact, uh, two, no, three summers ago, I went to France. I was really privileged to go to uh, John Warwick Montgomery's School of Apologetics. Wow. And Michael Horton was one of the guest lecturers for this two-week yeah. program. So we, we became buddies and I just loved it. And I got to sit and talk to him a lot about the origins of the White Horse Inn. And the model that he used, I don't think he really even knew exactly what he was getting into and, and how far-reaching his influence would be. Mm-hmm. But they are doing an excellent job of critiquing contemporary, shallow evangelicalism. But they're doing it from the viewpoint of, here's what four different people who all have a reformational background have in common. Right. We can talk a little bit about our differences, and that's interesting, and that's healthy. But we're not doing it to fight each other, mm-hmm. but to say, here's what we have in common. And we have so much in common compared to the right. train wreck of modern evangelicalism that let's, let's compare those two giant categories first before we go into all the differences between a, you know, a Presbyterian or a Lutheran or whoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's really good. And, um, White Horse Inn was a big influence, uh, on me as well. Um, right. just in, in, with the podcast and I've had, uh, Dr. Horton on, um, can't get him back, man. I reached out to try to get him back. And he said he's super busy. So I might have to call a favor in, Steve, since y'all are good buddies. You know, I'm, <laughs> I might have heard that one, actually. 
<laughs> oh, okay. All I, right. I remember listening to somebody that he did an interview with. Was nice. it about a year and a half, two years ago, something like yep, that? It was. Yeah, that was a good interview. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. You earned it. it wasn't even you more that points. <laughs> it was him, right? He was holding yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So, man, um, I, I want to just because I'm, I'm I'm weird like that. I want to talk about the whole painting art thing. I want to dig into that. I know, you know, uh, we'll 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 do it on the second half. We'll mention your your cameo in American Gospel, but I want to get into the painting, man, because you you made some really profound that you said some really unique things about you know your artwork and showing the beauty of God and you know uh, I remember when you and Chris was talking on uh, the show I think a week ago he was saying that's why he take pictures and then you know you do paint you know so kind of talk about what led you there and then um just just what whatever direction you want to go with the painting because I'm just I'm intrigued by it just honestly it, it is it's kind of my in to to uh kind of start a conversation Nice. Um, in, in fact, when I went to this academy, uh, the the guys that I met, like like Dr. Horton, they all quickly discovered that I was an artist, and and they I have I have an iPhone with with pictures in it, so it's so much easier just to say here's an example of my painting, and then people go, right. "What? That's a painting? <laughs> Looks like a photograph." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That's 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 why I'm a photorealist." <laughs> so I'm a very detail oriented person. I'm borderline mm-hmm. OCD. I even have a peculiar eyesight issue where I'm extremely nearsighted. So if something's right in front of me, literally about eight inches away, I have unusually sharp vision. Mm-hmm. So I tend to paint with this ridiculous attention to detail. And I say ridiculous because it really is ridiculous. I, I make paintings that are so detailed that most people can't see what I'm doing. And I only learned this in the last five years when I went to a different eye doctor and he explained to me in more detail why mm-hmm. my vision is peculiar. I thought I was nearsighted. I thought I could only see normal up close, but I don't see right. normal up close. I see exceptional up close. Wow. So when I was trying to figure out what I believed and what went wrong in the church and all this stuff, while I'm painting, I'm able to listen to podcasts and lectures and, and sermons. And so mm-hmm. I just went into all the, the same kind of detail analysis to try to figure out what was going on in the church. And at the time, I was trying to correct the church I was going to. Mm, got you. Which didn't happen at all, but it turned out that it made me a better researcher, podcaster, blogger kind of a guy. But when I'm making a painting, it's a really different thing. And it's, it's almost a, um, a different part of me because mm. I'm just trying to make a beautiful work of art. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. about color. It's about light. It's about seeing the beauty that's actually really there in the world and just portraying it accurately. That's as simple as it is. I'm, I'm not, again, trying to say... When you look, look, look deeply into my paintings, you'll all of a sudden have this revelation of something. You know, I, I want people to have a sense of God because of the beauty that, that's sure. already there. But I think that's the same thing that anybody has when they look at a beautiful sunset or they look at anything of beauty, even right. something, something simple in the real world. So in, um, in my paintings, I have a subject matter that goes between a really beautiful, obviously majestic sort of a landscape, maybe with a sunset or a long sense of depth and farmland and beautiful hills and trees. But then I'll also have something up close that is very simple. And I sometimes I'm trying to portray the beauty that's there in the everyday items around us. So I kind of go between those two extremes, kind of gritty realism mm-hmm. to a really majestic and beautiful realism. And it's, okay. it's healthy for me to kind of skip back and forth between those different subject matters. So if anybody's interested, just go to stephencodesar.com. 
you can see my there. Nice. We'll have the link definitely in the show notes um, because I, that was my goal is to get people interested in your paintings. You can slide me my, you know, my check later. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's so much money in art. I know. I'll, yeah, I'll, man. I'll with <laughs> my commission for, for making the sale. Man. So listen, right here, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and or good night, and welcome to Courageous Theology. My name is Drew Temple, and I am your ruggedly bearded host, taking you on a journey of mind-bending, fun-filled, theology-laden listening while you relax, commute, or work around the house. Tune in for a new podcast episode dropping each Wednesday morning on iTunes, Stitcher, and CastBox. Then watch out for fresh blog posts to enjoy each Friday. You also want to be sure to head over to our website, CourageousTheology.com, to sign up for our email list. You can also connect with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram at Courageous Theology. Until next time, fight for the faith and strive to be courageous in all things. All right, we're back in here with my buddy Steven. And uh, man, before I get into the three signature bar questions, I do want to talk about your uh, American Gospel cameo and see if people have been stopping you and um, asking for autographs and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's funny because um, your part, because uh, okay, let me back up. So since it went on Netflix, uh, a lot of because I came out of the charismatic world as well. Like I told you, musician, a lot of the same background. Yeah. A lot of my friends that I left in that realm actually got to catch it on Netflix and are like, wow, like I never thought of this and never seen this, didn't know this. Was, I mean, a lot of testimonies. So since that has aired, let's start with uh, maybe people you know or that church you was talking about. Have you had any feedback on that? Just a little bit. And what, what I've had to do, and I think I've done the right thing, when I kind of changed a lot of my viewpoints and stopped going to this big charismatic church, I still live in the same town with people mm-hmm. from that church, including the pastor himself. Yep. And none of these people are my enemies per se. Right. Although I have deep theological differences, I thought at the time the wisest thing for me to do would be to just kind of maybe start my blog, which then turned out to be much bigger than I expected. But I'm not posting my own things on my own Facebook page. I'm not kind of shoving it in people's faces. Right. Because honestly, none of my friends from those previous churches 
care what I think about theology, and they probably never will because I'm just one of the guys. I, I was the guy playing the guitar. What do I know? Right. right. So now that I've been in this movie, and I, I think what is starting to happen from some of the comments I've gotten is people that I used to go to church with, just a few of them have said, hey, I, I saw you in that movie. I can't believe you're in that movie. I didn't mm-hmm. know you were doing all this stuff. Wow, that's really cool. Or, you know, that's really interesting. I, you, you know, I, I think what you're talking about is, is some of the stuff that I've been wondering about. So thank you for doing that. But I haven't had very much of that. Gotcha. And my hope is that over time, people will find out about what I'm doing without me shoving it in their face and saying, yeah. hey, listen to me. Hey, listen to me. Because that's my personality, to be honest. My personality right. is, I just learned this thing. It's really important. And I want, let me grab you by the throat and force you to listen to me for the next two hours. You know, <laughs> right. I gotta really be careful not to be that person. And so, yeah, having it on Netflix, I have had people say, well, well, what are you doing in the movie? How did that happen? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome, man. That is awesome. And for those that don't know, he was the guy that was analyzing the foot trick, which is, like I said, one of my my favorite parts. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Brandon Kimber. Uh, Dear brother, I was texting Brandon um, earlier this week. Uh, I was congratulating him on making a movie about Todd White. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Well, you know, I was one of the guys that had done, I think most, or not most of, but the, the if you typed in Todd Whitefall's teacher, you would find my articles first. Right. And it was because of that that Brandon first contacted Reached me out. before the movie was, was done. And he said, can you help me do some research? So I was like, heck yeah, it sounds great. Right. I, I, yeah. uh, I think your movie could be really helpful. I, I didn't really know him, but mm-hmm. it seemed like it was serious and it turned out to be much bigger than either of us expected. And oh, now yeah. we're working on the third one and he was just here a couple of weeks ago and nice. there's a lot more coming that's going to be a lot more thorough, uh, specifically about the new apostolic reformation. And yep. I, I think we need to do about nine movies because there's just so much material here. There's I don't know so how much. Yeah. Yeah. We're, and, and, um, my listeners probably saw my post. Um, I, I may be in uh, the American Gospel 3 because I used to be an apostle in my former life. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but just like now, I can't stop laughing or making jokes. I was the same way and I kept apologizing to Brand. I was like, man, I know all your other moves are more serious, but I, that's just not me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we'll see if he used my stuff or not. We'll see. I think, you know, what you said, though, is something that I try to keep in mind. I I do make some of my videos are really straight. They're just a, a straight right. critique. I did one of Bill Johnson at the One Thing Conference. Right. I think that was about two months ago I put up that video. And I, I specifically said, I'm not going to make any jokes in this video. I'm just going to analyze what he's teaching verse by verse. Right. And a lot of people like that. And it was a long one. So on the other hand, some of the videos I have are... They're laced with little bits of humor. <laughs> and I, I think if you're, if you're going to talk about the apostate church and you don't have any humor about it at all, it's, it's just too tough. dark. Yeah. I don't and think that's people, what he said. Yeah, I don't think they can handle it. I mean, maybe um, for some people, their personality only likes things if it's serious all the time and it's always dark all the time. But man, I'm, 
Yeah. I, I don't I don't like living that way. So I appreciate yeah, what I mean, you're saying about laughing at yourself and laughing at the things that yeah. you in the past and, and and obviously be thankful to God that he brought you out of it. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. All right, sir. Well, so we're going to get into our bar signature questions. Three questions I ask all of my guests. Uh, so the first signature bar question, which is going to be interesting because you're an artist. Uh, what kind of music do you listen to? I listen to a lot of jazz, actually. Nice. I listen to, in general, a lot more instrumental music than any kind mm-hmm. of vocal music. And it's partly because I feel like I can think better when I'm not listening to somebody telling me something, whatever it is. Right, right. So uh, I used to listen to a lot more rock and blues. I still listen to some. I still listen to, uh, like, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Derek Trucks. Oh, yeah. The Tedeschi Trucks band. I, I love that kind of stuff. I love guitar music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Herring, uh, Johnny A. There's some really great instrumental guitar music that I love, but but I love a lot of contemporary jazz. And and uh, I have a whole playlist in Bandcamp, and it's one of my favorite things to do. Nice. I, I subscribe to All About Jazz. I find out about new artists all the time. It really takes me down, kind of like Chris Roseborough. He does photography on the side mm-hmm, to get his mind mm-hmm. off all the dark stuff he does. I I, I kind of immerse myself in instrumental music, and I love that. Nice. Good deal. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Oh man, I got a stack. I mean, I have <laughs> literally dozens of books with bookmarks all over the yep. place. That's usually so the case. I, 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 I'm almost embarrassed by it. I don't know. I, I don't even have enough shelves because they're, they're all over the place. Um, right. I'm always reading historical books about, mm-hmm. um, there's a guy named John Andrew Collins who used to, be in the the William Branham cult. His father oh, wow. was one of the leaders of the cult when Branham died in 1965. His grandfather actually took over preaching and he became a researcher who's doing some of the best research, not some of the best research on the cult of William Branham, who is one of the founders of what is today the New Apostolic Reformation. Mm. So wow. uh, I do that kind of researchy stuff. I also like reading... Um, you know, straight theological works. I don't know. That's, uh, I'm not giving you a good answer. I'm sorry. Move on to the next one before this goes. <laughs> <any longer. laughs> All right, man. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Um, let's see. One of the things that I'm a little embarrassed by is I listen to so many bad sermons because I'm doing research mm-hmm. that I, I feel bad because I know there's guys like you making really good content. And honestly, I don't <laughs> listen to enough of it because I have to keep up yeah. with all the, all the really crap going on. Right. <laughs> so like right now I'm in the middle of doing all this research into the Kenneth Copeland believers convention from the last mm-hmm. couple of decades. Right, right. Because I'm wow. compiling little snippets and I'm comparing that to what Todd White is saying right now. So this past week, all I've been listening to is all this bad stuff. Whew, man, uh, I, I don't feel for you. Oh I know. <laughs> when I turn that stuff off, that's when I'm usually going to just listen to music. And listen to jazz. Yeah. I get it. And I, no, and I do listen to classical sense. music too now, which I find really kind of cleans out the system per sure. se. But, but I, I, I would say that... Um, there are some podcasts like I think my favorite show that really influenced me the most would be the Lutheran program, Issues, etc., mm-hmm, which I really mm-hmm. like. Of course, the White Horse Inn, which we already mentioned. Right. And I don't even keep up with it anymore. I listened to a lot of those classic ones in the last decade. Mm-hmm. It was just super, super helpful. And sometimes I'll even re-listen to some of those. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, okay. Obviously, obviously, Chris Roseborough yeah. had a huge impact on me as well. I still listen Definitely. to everything he does. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Good deal. All right, Steven. So before we get out of here, uh, look, I told you, man, 30 minutes, we in, we out. I always allow my guests an opportunity to kind of uh, close us out. Let us know where to find all of your stuff um, and uh, any words of encouragement or anything you want to leave with my guests. I would say um, to continue growing and learning and to be open to the very real possibility that, you know, you, you think you know it all and you don't. And everybody says that. But you do eventually have to land somewhere. You can't say that forever and constantly jump churches, you know. So uh, there's always a balance. Um, I think that uh, just just so people know where I am, the Messed Up Church is my main website. My YouTube channel is there. I have a lot of other content there. I have a lot of Cornucopia articles, which, which is my compilation articles. I'm still working on more uh, where I'm basically trying to say to those confused people, here's a whole bunch of articles on this one topic. It's not just me. It's not just me and my three friends. It's a whole bunch of people who are all saying very similar things about these uh, topics. So that's my researchy part, and the YouTube part is kind of connected to that. So just go to Messed Up Church on YouTube. You can't miss it. Nice. Um, also, I was I was connected with the Pirate Christian site for a long time, and a lot of that content is still there. The Museum of Idolatry was something I have a ton of content there from about three or four years. I have so much content on the internet, Dwayne. It's crazy. I but that's my OCD thing. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already did all this stuff, but I don't know if I did enough. So I got to do more. I got to do, do more. more. So that's, that's I get it. My brain works. Yeah. I, I definitely get it, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on my show. Definitely has been fun. Uh, thank God for good brothers, man. I love to make connection with good brothers and uh definitely been that for me um to the bar listeners make sure you guys check out the bar podcast every tuesday your favorite podcast go to the barpodcast.com make sure you check out all the podcasts on the bar podcast network by going to the barpodcast.com clicking on the tab bar podcast network check out all the podcasts that we have connected with the podcast network that's a lot of podcasts in one sentence (laughs) also make sure you go to the bargear.com and pick up some bar gear we got shirts hats beanies uh you name it we got it and uh thank you guys for listening until next time god bless and we are out Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.